James chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. James' repetitious use of the word lack connects this section with the previous verses. One of the most necessary qualities a believer can have in difficult situations is wisdom. Commentator Donald Burdick writes, In this context, wisdom is understanding the nature and purpose of trials and knowing how to meet them victoriously. The book of Proverbs makes it clear that wisdom is an acquired skill. It does not come simultaneous with salvation. Indeed, many Christians might serve God for many years and yet remain very unwise in their decision making. This wisdom, as the Life Application Study Bible notes, is both practical, divine, and Christ-like. Asking for wisdom is ultimately asking to be like Christ. God grants this wisdom both generously and without reproach. This paradigm was directly contrary to some of the gods of that time frame that presented an imagery of a deity that was often angry with their creation. Now, while the gods of the Greeks might not receive much worship in today's Western culture, there still exists this horrible depiction of God that says he stands at the ready with a sledgehammer, waiting to crush whom he will and when he will. But the true God James speaks about is someone who is eager to provide wisdom in the most difficult situations. So stop. Praise God today for this reality. Thank him that he is a God of wisdom. Worship him because he longs to give this wisdom to his children. So the picture is not of a God who is distant in times of trial, but one who stands eagerly waiting to grant wisdom. The question is not whether God is eager to give. The question is whether his people are willing to call out to him in faith. Here, James involves the imagery of the waves of the sea. They go up and they go down. This is the snapshot photo of the life of many believers. They've placed their faith in God, yet they are incredibly unstable in their faith. They base their spirituality on their current emotional state of mind. They fail to realize that the opposite of walking by faith is to walk by feeling. Permit me to ask you a thought-provoking question. What is the difference between believers who go through life, take extremely hard hits, and yet remain strong and joyful as opposed to those who become quickly discouraged and desire to quit.
The answer can be found in this comparison between feeling and faith. The believer who walks by feeling is like the Apostle Peter when the Lord called him to step out of the boat and walk towards him. They want to do God's will and might even take some bold steps of action, usually after they've had their coffee for the day. But when tough times hit, they hole up and become inward focused. They remove themselves from people and from church. They stop reading their Bibles and cease praying. Why? They do not feel like doing so. Perhaps the clearest indication of a person who walks by feelings is that they lean upon their own understanding and move towards an unhealthy state of independence that divorces their souls from the wisdom and strength God longs to provide. Do you struggle with independence? If so, confess that to God now and release control of your circumstances to Him. As James points out, people who walk by feeling are both double-minded and unstable. They are a bit like the squirrel that bounds out into the middle of the road, but with the approach of a car, they nervously run from side to side, uncertain of what their next move should be, until they are either crushed or mercifully spared. Feelings-based believers are incredibly undependable. You never know what you may get with them. Sometimes they can be the greatest encouragers, but more often than not, they are those who constantly need to be lifted up and encourage themselves. Their driving motivation each day is not whether they can be a blessing to others, but if they can receive a blessing. They do not hold fast to what Hebrews 6.19 calls an anchor of their soul. Consequently, they are shifted about with every form of doctrine and are easily deceived by false teaching. Life is very self-focused. On the flip side of the equation is the believer who is strong in their faith, and their response could not be more different. While they might go through the fiercest of trials, they also have a healthy state of consistency. There is a steadiness in their walk with God that is not marked by the dramatic waves of life. Are there tears? Definitely. Pain? For sure. Nights of pleading with God for an answer? Certainly. Yet, through the midst of this inner turmoil they feel inside, there exists an inner resolve that compels them to hold firm to what they know to be true. In moments of extreme darkness, they hold firm to what God has revealed to them in the light. Take a few moments to ask God to give you that steadiness today. Ask Him for wisdom. As you go about your day, remember that it is the size of your faith, not the size of your trial, 
that will define who you become. With that in mind, close out this time together by visualizing something you need wisdom for today. Maybe it's a job situation or a family conflict. Now, commit to pursuing God's guidance for that situation. Father, you see how easy it can be to lean on my own wisdom and understanding. But I confess today that I am not smart enough to handle the situations I face in my own strength. I need your voice to direct me. I rest in your wisdom today. Amen.